Alright guys, welcome to Inside the Loop. Today is March 27th, 2020, and this is this is our pilot. Exciting. We're, we're going. We're off. You know, this is my first time. Not Jared's first time though. Big podcast guy. Yeah, Jared, uh I'm the vet in this situation. If you haven't if you haven't seen it yet, and I'll how many views do y'all have? Like forty. Probably haven't seen it, but <laughs> Bush League boys with Jared Birch and, and your boys over at Houston Baptist. Jared's been doing the podcast thing for a while. Big podcast guy. Glad to be back on it. Um, hopefully isn't as Bush League. For sure excited to be on another podcast. I think it's going to be great. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. I think this is going to be something that I really enjoy. And I'm already looking forward to it. And we just started. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was... So I saw Jared doing the podcast first... And it's funny. It's off the wall. It's it's just everywhere. But that that's where my mind kind of started, just going in circles, thinking, "Hey, like, what what can we do?" Jared and I have known each other for not a super long time, but not. Oh, it's been like a couple years. Few years. It's been it's been pretty much the most important years of my life. So like, it feels like a long time, but it's been like great years. You know, they what have I mean? been good years. They definitely have been good years. So, immediately, probably within the first week when I met Jared, I knew that he was a pretty creative guy. And when I say creative, he, he didn't excel in just one thing. He, he kind of had a good mind for everything. Appreciate just that. as far as music. Uh, he was pursuing film when he was at Baylor. We'll get into that later. You know, the podcast, podcast life, uh, YouTube. Like, he just, he just kind of knows everybody, what's going on around the world. Uh, which is good, you know. It's it's when when we're trying to pursue something like this and get th- something started. I think you've got a good head for it. Appreciate that. I I think that was a compliment. That was I, a big time compliment. That made me feel good. No doubt. That was sick. Thank you. But uh, we thought we should hop on this podcast thing because we we click. I think we click. I don't know if it's most of the time. I don't. We'll see how it goes. I don't know if Jared and I click better than the Bush League boys, but uh, hopefully. But but we'll see. I was a Bush League boy at one point, so I think I'm in that category. But uh, maybe that's good. That's a good omen that we will click. I think we will. Absolutely. Um, but anyways, yeah, yeah, let's go. Uh, as far I think, as it, I think you said a lot of good things in that. In I that did. First, I think I did. First, whatever, first few minutes. But one of the biggest things that you said that I would like to point out was the day that we met. You talked about the first week that Before we Before you get there, this is Jared Birch. I'm know, Jared Birch, I don't by even the way. think we said names. This I'm is Jared, Jared Birch, and that's Tucker Cascada. My name's Tuck. And we are running something called the Inside the Loop podcast. And and for those that, I don't know if Inside the Loop kind of you know sparks anything uh, in your mind, but if you're from Houston... I definitely think the 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 term inside the loop, you know, hits home for you. I really I think it's something that everybody that's from Houston or you know outside Houston, uh, it's something that you grew up hearing. And I, I, Jared, do you big time? I mean, the amount of times that I've said, "Are you from inside the loop or outside of the loop?" You know, has really really sparked some either great friendships or terrible crumbling. Relationship. <laughs> yeah, you get some looks. So the loop, the loop here in Houston is the six ten loop. It's literally just almost a circle that goes around Houston. This is fun. I'm. We are not I, inside the loop. Right now, this podcast is is being filmed and recorded outside of the loop. But Jared 
You were born inside the loop, right? I was born and raised inside the loop. Actually, it's one of the biggest parts about me. And West University? Big time. Um, middle school, elementary school, middle school, and high school, all inside the loop. So I, can, I can't attest to everything he said. I was born inside the loop because I was born in the medical center, Same. which is inside the loop. And then I grew up a little bit outside loop. I'm I'm talking like five street lights away from six ten. So I'm I'm ju- I'm on the on I'm on the outside, but outside of the loop. But the thing is, when people say, you know, I'm from Katy or I'm from Sugarland, yeah, you know, that's, that's obviously outside the loop. And so it's like, okay, are you are you really from Houston? Because the cities are called Katy, Sugarland. Yeah, it's not Houston. It's not Houston. Yeah, exactly. It's not Houston. So we thought. Fast forward back to the podcast name. We just kind of thought it was something that ties into uh, Inside the Loop, kind of gives that buzz of a, it is a it podcast. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was cool. For uh, sure. It, it has That's that why pod, it's name. It has the podcast buzz to it, but also it hits home when it can. When, it's, got, it's got that double meeting Inside the Loop. You got to stick, you know, you can use Inside the Loop for, for anything. Exactly. You know? All right. So there, there's the background the on, on, on yeah. the podcast name, but. Back to, uh, like I said, this is Jared. I'm Tucker. We're bringing this podcast to you just to, we're going to bring you some cool stuff, or at least we think it's some cool stuff, and we, we hope it, it comes to interest to y'all. But before we get into, you know, what everything is, you know, we kind of want to tell you who we are, and like where, we already told you where we're from, but just kind of like what our life was growing up, because, you know, we're going to we're gonna be interviewing some people on this podcast where they're not, some of them are from Houston, but some of them aren't, and and but they've got some cool backgrounds and cool life stories at where they're at and they're going great places so why not tell whoever's gonna listen to this where we're from and what we've done in our life not like we've done anything great but you know it's something it, you know we're trying to make something of it but like i said jared you're from west u right born and raised in west u 3919 marquette um i don't know if probably may, should it might cut that out yeah um, but, um, but if we don't, you know, feel free to stop by, say what up, come, uh, hop on the podcast. But, uh, I mean, should I just send my three minute life story? Just give them your social while you're at it. We might as well. Don't um, do it, don't do it. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I was born and raised in Houston, Texas. I love Travis Scott. I love Kanye West. Um. Like I said, big music guy. And I, I don't know. Like, I'm not... Uh, hopefully I'm if I'm half as cool as the guys that we interview or in ladies that we interview then I, I feel like I'm I'm chilling I feel like that's great if I'm well, half our, as cool as them that's our goal man we want to get we want to get some big shots you know but like that's the end goal but I think the guys that we start with even if they're not big guys right now they're definitely on their way to exactly, being big guys yeah, which is it, awesome so Jared's from Westview I met him two maybe three years ago if even but Jared I I I know a lot of people from the area you grew up in. Right. Jared's a few years younger than I am. Jared's always joked around that I'm the grandpa. Like, my my year, I graduated in 16. What did you graduate 14, in? 14. And so... <laughs> <laughs> but, so, Tucker Cascadden was this name that floated around the Episcopal West U sort of, like, 
from 11 year old to like 15 like you didn't know if tucker cascadon was was like hitting balls into the creek or something like that like you didn't know if he was throwing 97 it was kind of like an urban legend sort of thing like you like hear the name like when we were like 14 and 13 you'd hear the name cascadon and everybody would be like whoa like (laughs) what like that's crazy you know like you know that guy and nobody ever really knew Tucker Cascadon, but like everybody would really be like, oh, like I've heard of him, like he's legit or whatever. And so I remember hearing about the Cascadon like rain when I was like 13 or 14. And honestly, that was around Little League. So legendary status at Little League is not saying much. The most legendary Little League status, uh, uh, like just like kind of like a household name, like Ruth Bonds Cascadon. But. Like, it was just this legendary Little League player. And so I honestly never thought because I, he was always like, oh, like, we're, he's like four, eight years older than I am. So I was never like, oh, our paths won't probably ever cross. I mean, and then I think one day they, they did cross. So out of high school, I randomly chose to go to Baylor University. And Before yeah, I'm gonna stop you there. Tucker, Jared, stop stopping me. Jared will, Jared will talk. I wanna go in order. I wanna go in order. I don't yeah, know if elementary. You, you asked me the question. I did, I did, okay. but I know you will go. I'm you going... will go. You know, you will run this marathon. Uh, you you interview me, and I'll interview you. Exactly. Deal? So this is why I'm asking you a question. I don't think elementary school matters all that much, but we're, middle school. Where'd you go to middle Presbyterian school? Presbyterian middle school. Presbyterian. Go Knights. Yeah. Go so Knights. Presbyterian alum, as far as my go age. Panthers. Uh, Kelly Oubre. He's oh, an NBA player, yeah. right? That was sick. He's I got Hooper. to play on his team. Maybe someday. Hey, shout out Presbyterian. Kelly Oubre. Big up Inside the Loop. We know you're... He is put, inside the loop. You went to middle school inside the loop, so yeah. that counts. So you're Presbyterian boy, and then you went there middle school, and then high school, you committed where? I wanted to commit to Strake Jesuit. Wow, Jesuit, I didn't know that. That's new. But big time wanted to go to Strake because um, I honestly thought Episcopal was scary because if you heard like these like legendary names like Cascada and that just like ran that place. I didn't go to Episcopal. And I just couldn't go I there. still ran it. I, <laughs> I just couldn't. Like I literally just couldn't go there. I don't know why. And so I was like, I have to go to Strake because my best friends were all going to Strake for some reason. And I guess Coach Fox kind of, Coach Fox, the baseball coach and Coach Eckert kind of convinced me we like did like a workout or something over the summer like eighth grade after eighth grade year and I don't really know how it went down but I I remember coming out of like a baseball practice and being like wow I want to go to Episcopal now for those that don't know about Episcopal Episcopal is a private school here in Houston and for the most part or as long as far as football public schools run the city when it comes to football but for baseball it's kind of a mixed party and Episcopal is one of those that are, you know, renowned for producing, you know, baseball talent. And I mean, a lot of my friends that I played, you know, select ball with were Episcopal guys. So to play on that that team in high school is it's you gotta be you gotta be good. They hold a high high standard there. No, absolutely. There's there's some like really good players that come, and I think that was attractive for me coming into eighth grade. Now eighth grade and ninth grade, I was just like, well, these legends. You know, high school legends. I want to be a part of that. So like, let's fast forward. Like a lot of stuff goes on in high school. You know, um, uh, too much. But let's go. We'll jump to senior year because you know wow. we're, we're starting to be adults. But before we get to college, Jared's a senior, and when I got to know Jared, he's a 
He's got a he's got a personality, and it sticks out. It's loud. Uh, he's easy to warm up to, which is awesome. Uh, and he's a great storyteller. And like you said, like I said, like he like when he gets talking, like he has a story. He'll go and he'll go and he'll go. So I'll try and slow him down a little bit. But he told me a few. Got to bring up the high school pranks. Um, I wasn't a prankster. I don't have that in me. But oh. Jared Jared told me, you know, we'll we'll get we'll say one right now. And the one that comes to mind is. Where y'all showed up and they the whole school parks in a parking garage and I can't tell it perfect but y'all it's something with the cars and blocking people and oh basically oh wow this is amazing there's a few good good senior prank stories but one one that was really you know you want to cause the entire thing about senior pranks is you want to cause as much chaos and as much problems and as much phone calls and as much, oh my God, what's going on without actually like hurting somebody. You know what I mean? Like you want to do as much as you can. Like you want to find that line of, of getting there, but not going past the line to where you like end up in jail or something like that. And so, or getting expelled pretty much the last like two weeks of senior year. So you got to find that line. Yeah. And so, Jared's pushing it. We found... So basically the way that Episcopal High School is set up is it's right next to the highway. And so that doesn't seem like an important sort of... It's really right next to the highway. If you're a right-handed hitter on the baseball field and you yank one foul, it's on, what do you know, 610 loop loop. inside the loop. It's causing an 18-car pileup if you just (laughs) reach out. That's why you don't throw change-ups at Episcopal. But we'll get to that. So... Basically, we had this idea of to, okay, back to the highway. So the highway is super important because that means there's a lot of traffic and there's a lot of, there's a lot of exiting. I mean, you can only imagine morning, morning traffic getting exactly. to school, everybody coming to school. Morning traffic is already very bad because. You go straight from the feeder and if you're not from Houston or Texas, the feeder is not a neighborhood street, but not the highway. It's in, in between. It's like a 45 mile an hour road. And this thing, and it's what you merge onto the highway with, and it's what you get off the highway uh, and get on. And the feeder goes right into the parking lot at Episcopal. So this, just imagine cars turning into Episcopal on this feeder road. Okay, so basically the moral of that is there's a lot of cars, and there's only one or two spots, which, you know, on a normal day is fine. So basically, we build this power parking garage that's like four stories tall and holds like 500 or 600 something like that cars it's crazy it's pretty big and everyone parks in the parking garage because that's where you park and so basically there's one entrance and one exit to the parking garage which is also fine you know but so one day um we kind of had the bright idea to just be like wow what if we showed up to school 20 30 to 20 minutes before eight o'clock and just parked our cars sideways so that people couldn't get in to the to the they're literally parking their cars so these people cannot get like can't go to school they can't park if you can't park you can't go to school that's what the that's what the basis was right so yeah and that's nobody's Nobody's dying. Nobody's <laughs> going to jail. Line, you know? There's a line. We're pushing you it. You know, the line is there. I mean, I feel like it's a fine. So basically, we get to school early and we have like 
five or ah, actually more like maybe like more like seven seven trucks and we basically just crowd we just block the entrance to the parking both the entrances to the parking garage so that people i mean there's probably 40 or 50 cars inside of kids that got lucky but so after a while people i mean we had like probably like 500 kids at our school and maybe 300 cars and so after 20 minutes 10 minutes of the parking garage being blocked off there was 150 cars without a stuck spot. on the feeder road just on stuck so basically basically we ruined the entire traffic of houston in one day and nobody was at school because because nobody you couldn't park in the parking garage i'm doing a bad job at explaining this but basically everybody's trying to park we block the exits block the entrances so you can't park and so we've got cars lined up just at a standstill on the feeder road like like spilling over into the parking lot you gotta think some of these people that are coming to school too Aren't, like moms are driving cars. It's not just kids that are going to class. Like it's because they can't drive yet. So moms are like stuck in the traffic, thinking like, "What yeah, is going on?" Yeah, but also on? more than just Episcopal, it's just like the greater Houston area is like backed up because six ten you can't exit. Episcopal is like in the middle. There, there's some office buildings yeah, around there too. Yeah. So there are people going to work. And so there's people going to work. There's people on the highway trying to get downtown. Like <laughs> the the highway was gridlocked, and because. We could. Where, where are you in the middle of this? Are you in class? I'm, in class. I'm inside. I didn't notice it was bad. I didn't notice it was bad until it was like. Jared's seven. the only one in class, and he's usually you know the one something's not in wrong. class. You know something's wrong if I'm the only one in class. It's like 7:53, and there's like kids are starting to spill in, like sweaty, like oh, I parked in the <laughs> with these parking lot. <laughs> Like, like, um, the thing was, after about 10 minutes, we realized it was bad. Like, very bad. So we moved, we opened up one of the entrances, but it wasn't, it was too little too late. Like, even opening up just that 10 to 15 minutes of straight blockage ruined everything. Because then we started to feel bad. We opened up one of the sides and kid, you could start to fill in you could start to slow. I mean, one car at a time. Yeah, pretty much one car, two cars at a time. And, and you mix in Houston driving and you if mi- you're not from Houston and you come down. It doesn't matter if you're from here or not from here. Houston driving is awful. So you mix in the bad driving and you mix up the traffic. It's a disaster. And so like it was it did clear up like eventually, but there was a. 10 to 15 minute window of just straight the entire city of houston is not being able to travel anywhere just because legitimately we blocked the <laughs> the only parking the source only to, parking this high, to this high school the only parking structure with our cars all right wow. so, fa- so fast forward I, when you told me this, like people, you said people weren't rolling to class till like noon. People, people went home. Like, like <laughs> didn't people, even come to school. I know some of the, some of the kids, like people were angry. Like people were late. Like I, teachers were late. Like I promise teachers were late. Like it was, people went home. People didn't know what was going on because literally you couldn't even like, you were sitting in traffic and you couldn't even see Episcopal. And, <laughs> and so like after like sitting there for like 10, 15 minutes, it was like sitting at a train. It was like. 
you you can't uh, what do you do you you just leave your car on the side of the road and walk in like no you gotta there's zero patients in the city you, <laughs> you, you gotta go home and so like people literally like people were showing up like very late to school and like i can't even oh wow that was just so great but i remember being in class at 755 just around 7 like 54 and like it just being like fairly empty yeah and like people that care too much about school are not in class and that's only, a problem i can only imagine i know i know a lot of people that went to that school i haven't heard that story until jared told me a few years ago but i mean that's only one prank story jared has he's, he's got a lot but we'll keep we'll keep it to this that one this time i was not expecting to tell that story today that I is, thought about it earlier today, and I was like, we got to add it to the itinerary. we got to add it to the outline, because wow. that is too good to pass it is, up. It is a great story. So I'm not a prank guy, but, you know, when we got someone that, that loves doing that and just has the humor and the ability to, to just cause chaos, not going across the line, but... Finding the line. No, it's it's always... it. You had to. That... Like we said, we're introducing ourselves. We want to let people That's know. That's just kind of me. Yeah. The personality, the characteristics, yada, yada, yada. Okay. So fast forward to college. You kind of got into it real quick before it stopped you, but you went to Baylor. And that's a whole nother story getting to how you went to Baylor. So long story short, because if Jared talked about this, and we can maybe talk about this another time, but Jared, I think Jared literally wrote down names of colleges, <laughs> put them in a hat dug his hand around and he pulled out Baylor and he went to Baylor and you kind of hear that as just like someone saying it just to say it but Jared literally did it he literally pulled literally with a a pen wrote Baylor Texas and a bunch of other schools on little cut up pieces of paper put them in a hat shoveled his hand around and picked up Baylor and that's where he went to college and so and that's where we met I'll talk about me a little bit in a non go for it in a, in a more it. humble way. Go for it. Do you want we, me to? We, I, I'll start it off. Since I asked you where you went to high school, I didn't go to Episcopal, but I wasn't far from Episcopal. Right. I went to a public school in Houston, um, in the River Oaks area, which is very nice. But I didn't live. I didn't grow up in River Oaks. Like I said, not in not inside the loop. I grew up outside the loop. But Lamar was inside the loop, and and talk about the real world. You get all aspects of of all types of life, people, humans. Like it's just literally the melting pot of of what this world is, which I loved because it honestly prepared. Like you get street smart, and it prepares you for like what you what you're you literally like push into whenever you get out of school. So I went to Lamar, and I was you know I think our grade, like you said, you said your whole school is like five hundred. Yeah, yeah, not that like six hundred maybe. Your so my, grade was. So Probably my, more than that. Yeah, so my graduation class was a thousand Jeez. around that. And so I was a small person in a in a big class. You know, we took a class picture. I don't even think you can see me. <laughs> so I went to Lamar, Lamar High School, and I loved it. I mean, I hate to, you know, close the yearbook talk, but high school was fun. Oh, it was so much fun. So and I, I wasn't much of a you know, I didn't go out a lot. I wasn't. I was kind of a goody two shoes, if you want to call me that. And my world was wrapped in baseball. And you'll and you'll figure out that like we're very sports oriented. Yeah, we're we're heavy into sports. We like sports. <laughs> oh my! Bless you. That probably that, that probably peaked. That probably blew out <laughs> every 
Yeah. Uh, I apologize. We'll have to get into editing on that one. But yeah, we're, we're big in sports. And so originally I went to Lamar for baseball and you know, I don't really have any big high school prank stories. There's a guy that we want to get on the podcast that, that's, that's got a good high school prank story. He was my teammate in high school. And I remember vivid for a split second because it kind of occurred right next to me. But he's the one that lived it, so we'll talk to him about it. But played high school baseball for four years. You know, I, I, I guess you can say I was Jared. Kind of was exaggerating about the name, my last name, Cascadin, that being a thing. Not really. <laughs> uh, I was a good. I was a good high school baseball player. There's no doubt about it. Just from there, I, I was able to play college baseball at the next level. And out of high school, you know, I don't, I don't have as long of a high school story as you, but so I'm gonna get into college. Uh, and out of high school, I, I committed to West Virginia University to play baseball. That's where I signed my national letter of intent. I mean, I went there for my freshman year. It was an odd place. And I, I could tell stories about that place like no other. That place is insane. And if you went to West Virginia, you know it's insane. You've, you, will, you will see things there that you will never see anywhere else in the world. I highly encourage you to, if you have the ability to go there for a weekend, take it, go. Not a year? Not a year, <laughs> not a life. Don't settle there. Not a semester? Not a semester. If, if, if you can go there for a semester just because. It's like a study abroad year at West Virginia. Yeah, study abroad yeah. in Morgantown. That's 100%. And, yeah. just, and maybe take like college culture as a, as a graduate study program because that is you won't ever be able to can we hear it. like an example or like an average weekend so okay like an average weekday or like yeah yeah yeah. so though i mean honestly what sticks out in my mind and i'm not going to name names and you know throw people under the bus here you know because all those all the guys i play with at west virginia they're my boys i love them i wasn't in love with the city but i my teammates were they That's were they were about. awesome they were awesome teammates so and I, I can't give you a why, but we played, it was football. It was a football game. Football games were nuts. And <coughs> we played, it was, ironically, it was Baylor. And, Obviously. And Why would it be anybody and else? And this was, I think it was like halfway through the season, maybe a little bit half, more than halfway. But Bryce Petty was quarterback at the time for Baylor. And Baylor was a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. They're an absolute powerhouse. We're actually going to get a guy on the t- guy on the podcast that was a part of that team at the time i didn't even know him at the time but he was on that team i think baylor's ranked like three four or five in the country undefeated they were this was like right after the rg3 era okay west virginia ended up upsetting them in morgantown and i remember going out to downtown after the game probably it was a day game so that night just fast forwarding there were the swat the swat team (laughs) was downtown in Morgantown as well. Like partying? No, no, they were. <laughs> and I'm and it wasn't just the student body of West Virginia. I'm talking student body residents, citizens of Morgantown, West Virginia were partaking in this riot. And when I got there, I was dropping off teammates. I didn't I did not partake in this, but I dropped off teammates downtown and I saw SWAT SWAT Rubber bullet guns, tear gas, <laughs> and I'm talking the most high-powered mace you have ever seen in your life. And I'm, and I'm saying, like, this mace, you're, sh- you're shooting down people from 20 yards away. So I saw, I saw 
you know, a handful of people get maced. What were they doing? Just partying? Just having a good time. In their words, they're probably just having a good time. And and ironically, these people were having a great time <laughs> in a uh, in the front lawn of a of a church downtown, oh, and no. they got maced down in this in this front. In the name uh, of Jesus. Amen, baby. Amen. But uh, no, man. It it there the stories go on about that place, and so like as you can tell, like I, it, it was a crazy place, but it wasn't a place for me. And just as I thought I was getting out of the mayhem, I went to junior college. And Jared knows. Jared's a, a, you know, the term Bush League boy is a junior college term. Bandit. Juco bandit. And so I came back to Houston, which is nice. And I went to San Jacinto Junior College, which is a renowned program in this country when it comes to junior college. Like, I'm talking, like, we'll, we'll beat a ton of Division One programs. Sanjak could roll onto... 84% of Division One programs and and wax them in a three-game series. It, I promise. I didn't know what I was getting into. I, I had known I had known people 84%. that I went there and the team I was on, I think we had like 10 or 11 guys drafted. Yeah. And, Insane. And Are you kidding me? And I've never been, out of the four years I played college ball, I had no team that had that many kids drafted. And there's stories up and down that year and some that we can't talk about. Some we that go to the go to jail. Or somebody would go to jail. I love that program, so I'm it's not going to name names, and we're not going to talk about stories. But some of them are very great, and I, I and they're a good laugh. And so after San Jack, after San Jacinto, I got to Baylor, which is where I met met my guy Jared. Not until my senior year, though. And I played I played college ball at Baylor for two years. Played a year there, my junior my junior year played through there, and then when I got to my senior year, senior fall, where I met you. And that's kind of where we'll pick up right there is Jared. When I met Jared, it was a tryout day. All Division One programs are, it's a mandatory thing for for them to hold a tryout for any student body that wants to come out and try and make the team. And, you know, it was impressive. Like, a lot of these kids, or at least on our side of it from the program, a lot of these kids, the team is not going to pick up anybody. It's mandatory that they have to have this tryout, but it's it's like a known thing that, like, we already have a full team because of recruits and scholarships and walk-ons that there's no room for anybody. But Jared, Jared got through that. Jared actually made the team for the fall. And like, whenever it was tryout day, I saw Jared on the bench and he was wearing, like we talked about, Episcopal shirt, Episcopal Knights, it was. high school shirt. And I grew up in the area and I knew people that went there. So I, I, I don't know what I said. I said, Hey man, like you should go Episcopal. What's up? You want me to go? Yeah, talk about it. So, all right. So I'm this little walk-on tryout freshman, and I see this. Are you a freshman or sophomore? You play club baseball, right? Technically a freshman. Okay, okay. First year of college baseball, and so uh, I see I see this like Hulk mammoth old guy walking towards me, and I'm like, all right, well I'm about to meet the head coach. Like this is gonna be scary, and so this mammoth old dude is walking towards me and he's like hey uh what um like you went to episcopal like i was from that area i coached there for 20 years i thought he was gonna say something along those lines and he was and i was like oh like yes sir like i go to episcopal and i was like and he was like oh nice to meet you like my name is tucker cascada and i was like oh i'm jared like nice to meet you and i remember davis wenzel was also standing next to you who's also scary and uh, I was like, first rounder, not a big deal. And I was like, Shout oh god, chicklets. like, 
the coach and Davis, like, these guys are scary. And then I figured out that Tucker was actually a player. And then that's when I was like, okay, I have no chance. Like, I can't even grow facial hair. And this kid <laughs> I looks think I had like, a beard at the time. He, he looked like a 30-year-old. And I was like, okay, like, these kids are cut from a different cloth. Davis had a mullet at the, that time. And I was also like, okay. He's mullet, mullet, full beard. Thick I was, dude, like he's. I was like, these dudes are different, and like they were obviously. So, so Jared's talking about what we looked like. Jared was, and you know, correct me. Jared's a good six three, six four, maybe. You know, he throw it on the roster on the website. No, six five down, on the roster. Six five on the roster Big with time. spikes. And but Jared was like a like a maybe like a clean like. You know, soaking wet, one seventy five. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, like Jared was a bean pole man. I was, I was a stick. But that's a frame you can work with. Exactly. Jared's filled out since then. No worries, no worries. But Jared's just sitting there, man. Frail, tall, lengthy, lank, lanky. And yeah, he called me. He called me sir. Called that was, sir. That was hands him down. In the eyes. That was the. That's the first time I think maybe. The only time I've ever been called sir, and I'm doing a podcast with a kid now. But so Jared, Jared tried out that day, and he came out. The coaches asked him to come out a couple more times, you know, just to kind of, I guess, practice with the guys. It was like an extended tryout, just to you know make sure, like, hey, like, what are you doing? Like, let's see what this kid has, like, with the actual squad. And Jared stuck around for a good while, more than anybody thought he would. Jared became, like I said, he's easy to warm up to. And the moment that guy stepped in the locker room, you know, that team, like, even though Jared wasn't on the team in the spring, that team, and I haven't told him this before, so this is actually from the heart, like, that team was very, very, like, close-knit, tied together because of this kid that came in the, in the locker room. And literally, he was, he's literally, like, the heart of the team. He's, like, that adhesive that, like, everybody sticks to. And... You know, you'll you'll be able to tell from this podcast. Jared thinks of like the most out of the box questions, just thinks the most ridiculous stuff, and he's just kind hearted and like wants to know people and just like he's a big personality guy, so he wants to bring out the most personality of like everybody else. And so Jared was around in the fall. It was um, great, and Jared loved it. I mean, Jared makes the most of every opportunity of like wherever Jared's feet are, he's gonna he's gonna make the the most of it. No doubt about it. Was it. So great. He doesn't rush to go anywhere, and we've had issues before this. Just like, hey, like I'm showing up at this time. Like Jared shows up an hour later, and he and he confirms, like, hey, like I'll be here at this time. But you know, it's not going to be that time. And so, like, it's like a love hate thing with that. But like I said, like Jared lives where his feet are. You know, like he he wants to make every he wants Jared's, and I and I'll always remember this. And everybody that asked me, like, hey, what's Jared like, or like, hey, like Jared, Jared guy was. Like he was funny, he was crazy. Like what? Like is he always like that? Like I'll never forget. Jared has always told me, I don't care what people think about me, but as long as I'm making my friends laugh, that that's like it's what, the best. It's that's all he cares about. His friends, like his people. As long as he's making them laugh, like that, that's all he cares about. So if that says if there's anything you come out with this, like Jared just he just wants to be everyone's person that like if you need something if you need to like feel comfortable if you need to like talk to someone jared's your guy he really is and so Dude, am i about to cry on this podcast yeah we just got deep we what just got in the deep world? anyways fast forward fast forward can i tell one story about that fall yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Story okay. guy. here we go i've got i've got there's so many stories from that 
from literally that that one fall. Jared literally brought in Panera Bread every day into the locker room and ate like chicken Alfredo every before it practice. It was the um, chicken tortellini. Um, tortellini, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I said, Jared tortellini. was very very lightweight and. He hopped right I was in. trying to get my gains. I'll give it to you. You hopped into some of the most brutal workouts there there could oh. be for offseason. Shout out Kale Igbo. That's my Kale, dog. man. I love that guy. Jared, I hope he Jared, watches this. Jared took some crap, but like I said, Jared, nothing can get through Jared. You know, Jared's a – he's got a great foundation mentally and – and literally, he, all he cared about was working. He, he blocked out the negative, and he was just thinking about the positive. Um, thank you, Tuck. I really appreciate what you just said about me. It makes me... makes me. I'm, an, I'm, I'm done with playing tummy sticks with you. Go on. Tell okay. your story. So, pretty much, I really liked everyone on the team. And I was obviously scared of, like, the older guys. Like, although, like, Davis is my year. Like, Davis was kind of scary just because he was so good. And, like, Tucker was old. Alex Phillips, Joe Heinemann, they were just so old and wise. And so, like, I was just kind of like, wow, like, uh, these guys are, like, dope. And so, like, I started, like, becoming, like, closer with them. And honestly, we just started becoming friends, which I would call it. And so the funniest thing about this fall was ping pong to me. And... If you're, if you're a college baseball player, or maybe even, like, I, I can't attest to, like, football or basketball or anything, but if you're a college baseball player, ping pong. Ping pong. Ping pong off the field. Like, it once is you're off the death. field, you're not done competing, man. Like, you're, you go practice into, is over yeah. or before practice, before game. Even even the time from after a pregame warm-up before the game starts. You play ping pong. There's ping pong. You play it, it. You play ping pong. That's just what. So so I'm pretty legendary at ping pong, and I hold the paddle upside down. So Jared, like, <laughs> if you've been following, Jared's not the most. You know, he he's not the most standard person. He he's very out of the box, not your run at the mill person. Like he is, he's a different character, and it was only right for Jared Birch that first time he played ping pong. To pick up that damn paddle <laughs> upside down. No, and so I hold it upside down because it's easier, obviously, and that's the way that I learned. And so I can smash people in ping pong. Like literally, I was probably the best player. Everybody's like, "Who is this skinny, <laughs> freaking pretzel stick of a human with this?" And if y'all haven't seen Jared's old hair, oh my gosh! I mean. It, his hair is ridiculous right now. Yeah, but it was this all over. But it was—I mean, it was just—it was a mop, and he knows it. Like, yeah, I'm not course. trying to come up with like a funny name. Like, it was a mop. It was a mop. So it's on my glove. My glove that they gave me at Baylor says mop. So, so just imagine this mop on a on a pretzel stick. Holding a ping pong paddle upside down. Like and that's, just that's killing what we, everyone. That's what we get. And we're just like, who is this? I remember Alex Phillips wouldn't play. He would only play with me. He wouldn't play against me just because he just didn't want to play against me. Because he would get so angry. Hey, shout out, Phil. But this is this great story. We'll get him on the so, podcast, too. There Phil, was, you're coming on. There was one. Yes, Phil, please. There was one day where I, I messed up. So there was one guy in the entire locker room that I wasn't really chill with. And his name was Troy Montemayor. I was literally going to I was going to ask you, can I guess who it is? And that it was Mayor. Mayor was the one. It was Troy Montemayor. Mayor is, <laughs> Mayor was our closer, all American. 
but he's not what you're when you think baseball you think a closer you're thinking of dudes like Craig Kimbrell you're thinking of dudes like Roberto Asuna you're thinking of people like Joe Kelly like dude Kenley Jansen like you're thinking of dudes that are big throw gas throw hard Montemayor Troy you know it too man frail 5 foot 10 there's 88 90 maybe but was nasty dude like he he was Picasso on the mound like he he painted the black he had a nasty slider that 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 looked like his fastball but bit at the last second like Mayer was not your regular closer but if you know anything about a closer in baseball I mean they've got the most confident head on their shoulders I mean they're they're literally out there to close the game and that ninth inning is the hardest inning to close absolutely and and Mayer went out there and if there's anybody that that is you know that's, that lacks in the slightest of confidence it's not Mayer because Mayer <laughs> Mayor runs that locker room. Mayor knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing when he's out there. And that's why coaches put him in. Absolutely. And so that goes to say that we we clashed a little bit because Troy was kind of this like, all right, like who's this stick mop guy that like yeah, thinks he's very good at baseball. All the time. And he's very serious and he's very, a very good pitcher. So let me give you a little background of me and Troy. So the first, one of the first times I ever got to hit off of Troy. It was in an inner squad. And I'll never forget this. I, I I bet you Troy doesn't remember this. But I hit this I he throws me a fastball and I hit this little dink for like off the end little bleeder over first base and I get a single. And so I'm kinda like, oh God, that was remember like, Jared's walk on, like not even like we don't know on. if he's making the spring team. Yeah. Like Mayor is like a a He's a vet. Like he's he's made he's Big Twelve like you know all conference, the, yeah, all yeah, conference, closer, all this everything. Stuff. And this dude with like <laughs> like skinny moppy hair. Like it's been a while since Jared's like faced like competitive pitching. So like oh. Jared's trying to get like used to it again. Yeah. And Jared gets a little knock off this guy that's you know arguably like the best closer in the, in the one, country right one now. One of the best closers in the country. And I closed my eyes and he just threw me a fastball, <laughs> caught, not even barreled, just caught the end and it went right over first base. And I remember getting to first base and be like, wow, like, all right, like, this is sick. And I kind of look over at Troy and he, he's on the mound. He's visibly angry. And so some time goes by and we get back in the dugout. Jared's like, I got to go back in the locker room after <laughs> this with that guy. We get back in the dugout and he's like, hey, and I'm like, I probably said yes, sir, or something like that. And he was just like, hey. And I was like, yeah, well, I, I didn't say anything. There's no way I said anything. He was like, I just want to let you know that you're never getting hit off me again. And every single time I face you, you are going to strike out. And I was just like. I didn't know that. I was just like. I had no clue he said that. Uh, all right. Like, yes, sir. Like, yes, sir. Don't worry. Like, like he was. I'll ang- make sure it happens. He was, I, he was so angry that I came up and got this little boink off of him but i don't even think jared and troy had like had a formal like we had never talked we had never talked before then we had never talked and so this story goes on and so about a week later i'm in the locker room and me and troy don't talk really i used to tell you like i'm scared of troy like do you remember that or like still scared of troy i'm not now i think i think we're tight i guess i think we're chill now i feel like uh, troy hit us up but let me know i i feel like i feel like I mean, if I saw him, I'd be like, dude, what's up? I think I'll be fine. But um, so, and, and this is when we became, this is when I was like, okay, Troy is actually like, he doesn't hate me. And so we were, um, 
I'll never forget this. So I was playing ping pong, obviously, after a practice. And for some reason, I had Troy's paddle. Do you remember this? And I have- So when it came to ping pong, like some of the guys, like we didn't have the best paddles in the world by, by any means. Like, you know, like when you get the ping pong paddle and like the rubber side is like torn off. So you get like half rubber and then on the other mm-hmm. side, it's just, just wood. So it was scattered and all that. But the guys that played ping pong on the team had their go-to paddle all the time. Yeah, and so and so I guess Jared, like you're saying, like you you just So I didn't just, know it was Troy's you paddle. You picked up a paddle. I picked up a paddle. I picked up a paddle. And I was playing, I was playing, it was fun, I was beating people, and I go for a forehand and it catches the table and just snaps. And everyone is just like Everyone knew it was Troy's paddle. Everyone was like, that's Troy's paddle. And I was like no, it's not. The this, one person the snap- that Jared, like, it was nothing to do with. <laughs> and I was like, this snapped paddle is in two pieces. I was like, this is Troy's paddle. And he wasn't in the locker room. And I was like, oh, no. And I think it was Alex Phillips took took the paddle, put it in Troy's locker room, put a note on it, and it said, from Birch. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Oh my God! That's I'm all screwed. Time Phil. Phil I'm, I'm screwed. Did that. I went for a forehand. It caught the end of the table and it just snapped. And I was like, Oh no! Oh no! And then I remember figuring out it was Troy's paddle. And I was like, I was scared to be in the locker room. Like I, I wouldn't turn around. I, I, I would. Hi- I was pretty much hiding all the, from so the Jared, pictures. Jared didn't really even have a locker. No, I was a like floater. he came in I was like in the middle. So Jared basically like posted up on the couch. I was, you know? I like was he on came the couch. in like you know he had his cleats and like what the minimum amount of things that we give him, and so I don't he might have just like taken stuff home and taken it back to the field. So like you know he didn't really have a place to go. So I, I can imagine you were just kind of like hiding. I was fl- I was floating anywhere away from Troy, and so I remember that next day I'm in my like whatever my area where all my like stuff is, and Troy like taps me on the shoulder. And he's carrying, he's holding the t- the ping pong, both the pieces of the ping pong t- paddle. And he's like, did you do this? <laughs> and it, the first thing out of my mouth was, Troy, I'm so sorry. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> Jared is standing like six inches over this kid. And Jared's saying, please don't hurt me. I'm just like, please don't hurt me. I thought he was going to hurt me. And so, and he was... He actually was fine. He was like, just get me a new paddle. And he also said, he also was like, get me, or not get me, but like, he was like, we need more balls. So get me a new paddle, which I was like, I'll get you a new paddle. Don't worry. And uh, what else do you need? Like shoes, <laughs> sunglasses, what else? And he was, and so he was actually very, he was very civil about it. He was like, so I got him a new paddle and I got a, got us like a, a bucket of balls, like a bunch of like That's three star guy, balls or something That's like that. a huge team, team guy. So, move. so I bet you those, some of those balls are probably still in there. They're probably still there. I guarantee I, they I, are. I bet you some of them still They're probably are. stuck under people's shoes and cleats in the locker room anyways. But, but okay. Wow. So that was, so that was the ping pong so crisis. That's just a little, I don't even know where we were before that, but I don't know. so Jared, so Jared, yeah, like I said, like Jared was with, uh, with the squad at Baylor for the fall and. You know, unfortunately, like, and Jared could, you know, probably. Oh, tell, I knew my spot. Yeah, you know, I was not it, good enough to play so, on that team. But Jared took it upon himself. He stayed at Baylor for that spring, even though he was on the team. 
And he came out of that that exit meeting with the coaching staff, and and Jared knew that he was undersized. Like he said, he, he Big time. said he looked at the whole locker room, and you yeah, just, you could just, just tell it was obviously yeah. It was obvious. So Jared and, and Jared's the type of guy like I know I've been talking about him, the type of guy he is. But like when Jared gets like stuck to something and like gets like you know like he wants to do something, he kind of has like this obsessive like nature to him where like when he gets his mind fixed on it, like he's gonna make it happen, he's gonna do it. And so he knew he was small and like, not small, but like he was, you know, he needed weight. He needed some muscle. Yeah, he needed, needed some, it. you know, mass on his bones. And this kid drank a gallon of milk like every day, a, like a gallon of milk every day. And he, I don't you probably threw up I did just from up. so much milk, but like that spring, this kid was hitting up the wreck because he wasn't working out with us anymore. So he had to go back to the wreck at Baylor. And he was working out twice a day. I'm not sure how he passed school, but Ooh. that wasn't on his mind. I did he was fail like, class like, that I'm, semester. I'm, I'm making, you know, he's like, I want to play college sports. Like, I'm making this team. I'm good enough. I can do this. Like, I just haven't been in, I haven't been back in it long enough to do it. So this kid is just like wrecking two days. He's wrecking gallons of milk. You know, he's putting meat on his bones. Like, I'm getting there. And so... He does this his whole semester, and like we continue to hang out with Birch because, like, like I said, like everybody loved Birch, like we love being around him. Like he's he's just like he's there for everybody. You know, we come back out, and I think I'm st- I'm still at Baylor. Like I I finished my playing career, but I'm still at Baylor, and I'm pursuing my next line of work in life, which I still do now. But Jared comes back out for tryouts, and like you know, he's got more confident than you were the year before because like you had oh, been there, you've been time. around the team, big time so confident. So Jared comes out and. And like I said, like when you come out to these tryouts, the coaches, the players, like nobody expects anybody to make the team from these tryouts because like, we've already got a full squad basically as it is. And when you add more people, that's just more cuts and, and you just don't want to mess with it. So Jared comes back out and he is better than he was like the year before. But Jared, and we don't know and, and we have our own opinions about it, but Jared doesn't make the team and Jared uh going into this tryout had played summer ball and had killed it killed it played well and i don't know this, this is a 100 percent a god thing but his coach was a junior college coach in california and said hey like you know if things don't go well at baylor you've got a spot with me where i was and and so that was in the back of jerry's mind the whole time and so when things didn't go as planned at baylor you know he hit up this coach and, and jerry's the kind of guy like I said, like he, he's going to do it when his mind is set on something, he's going to do it. And so he wanted to play college ball. He wouldn't go play. He went and played college ball. Like he, so he, he dropped Baylor. Like we went from picking the school out of a hat, literally written by a big pen, a, a, a literally like a blueing big pen with the word Baylor on it. Picked out of a hat said, okay, I'm going here to, dropping the school two and a half, three years later and, and said, I'm pursuing, like, I want to play college sports. I got the rest of my life ahead of me. I'll worry about that later. I'm going where my feet are right now. And that's, that's going to Palomar, right? Yeah. Went to Palomar Ridiculous. Junior College in California to play a year because he wasn't done playing baseball. I, I don't think baseball was done with me. I just, I, I don't even know what happened. Basically, one day I call my dad and I'm like, dad, this is, a, a three weeks into Baylor, I'm like, Dad. Shout out the Birches. Shout out to my dad. To, shout out to my parents who put up with this. I'm like, Dad, Mom. Listen, so 
I'm going to drop out of Baylor and I'm going to go to a junior college in San Diego. And they're just kind of like, all right, well, um, all right, like, well, like, what do you, what's going on? I was like, not many parents that would react like that. (laughs) And they're just like, but they were like, and they're just like, uh, all right, let's do it. And I was like, really? And they were like, yeah, um, we'll fly you out whenever. And so I was laying so the day I withdrew, I remember Jared was like battling like this withdrawal process because I don't make it easy. It's horrible withdrawing in the middle of a university. It, it, it semester withdrawing from a university in the middle of the semester to transfer across the country to enroll into that college is the most hellish process anybody could ever. So imagine. Jared was going through that process, but was also like some reason, like still like working on this film project. When he knew he was withdrawing from the school, but he was also know was, what's going on. He was also coming over to like talk about this this character that he made in this like short film that he's putting together, and like he wants me to play it. And he's like, "Talk like I need you to speak French, like not not speak the language, but like I need you to like you know the the Americanized French accent. Like I need you to do that." And I'm like, "Jared, like." Like, you're leaving Baylor tomorrow. Like, why do you want me to play in this short? Like, I'm not playing in this short film. And he's like, no, dude. Like, I need to get this uh, this class. Like, the, uh, my my script is due tomorrow. <laughs> I was withdrawn. <laughs> While he's telling me this, he's, like, on the phone with his parents, like, saying, like, hey, like, y'all need to call the, the university to tell them, like, I'm actually leaving. They didn't believe me. Anyways. I walked in. They, I walked into the thing, and they were, because they ask you why you were leaving and stuff. They, it's a meeting. It's a huge. Yeah, you meeting. just can't drop out. You like, can't you, just. There's got to be like actual evidence and like right. reasoning behind it. Yeah. And I remember telling them that I'm going to play JUCO baseball in San Diego, and they were just like, "What? Call your mom or something." <laughs> I was like, "All right." And I, I remember they just were like, because it was horrible. Oh, but and then we also I had the best I wrote this wrote this like 20 hour script and I was not about to just blow it all away. And so I was like, let's do the script also before we leave. Ended up not happening. And so I'm at we, we go to this Austin City Limits music festival and it's me and Tuck. We're on a couch and basically I apply and enroll into a college pretty much during a music festival um, on a laptop that isn't mine in a because I didn't have my laptop because it was back in Waco. So I had to do, I had to apply and enroll to this college. I remember the head coach called me on Friday night during the middle, the head coach of Palomar called me during the middle of the concert on Friday night. And I was like, who was playing? I don't remember who was playing. We could figure it out. Was it Kendrick Lamar? No, I don't think. So I was there with you for like chance. Chance was there, but I think that was the year before. Was it like and Ice And then the year after, we went to uh, – oh, dude, it was – Was it Travis Scott? Travis Scott. Scott it was reported. Travis Scott. He was headlining. It was we Travis Scott. we went to Vince Staples before yeah. that, and then it was T. Scott. It was Travis Scott. Shout and out, so T. Scott. during the middle Houston. of this Travis Scott concert, I'm on the phone with my coach, surrounded by probably 20,000 people. And I'm like, hey, coach, give me a sec. <laughs> this coach is currently like second guessing like who is this kid like, I, I, I was like I will apply and enroll tonight and you can get me in my classes tonight but I'm at a concert right now <laughs> I've withdrawn though I'm in Austin long story at a concert but I'm coming 
and I remember like being like, I'm coming. And, and so that night we go home, me and Tuck go home and I get on a laptop and I enroll and I'm like, I'm going, this is insane. And then that, and four days later, I flew out to California to go play at Palomar, Palomar College. Like I said, go Jared, Comets. Jared's a go-getter, man. He really is. And, and like, it takes a lot. Like, it takes a lot out of a person. Like, it's a lot of courage to go do that. That was the scariest like, thing just, that has ever just happened. Just transferring. Like I said, like, when I transferred to junior college and I transferred back to Baylor, like, to another Division One. Like that takes a lot in you to. That's a lot of courage going to a new team. Like that's that's a new team three years straight, and like that's a really like uneasy like feeling. Three new schools, three years in a row. Jared just up and left in the middle of a semester and joined like a team in the middle of a fall. Like that's crazy. Like that. Like, these kids have already been together. They've been through workouts. They've been like blood, sweat, and tears for you know three, four months already, and it's almost Christmas break, and this new kid comes in and like. And for a lot of people, that's probably really hard. But Jared, you know, gels really quickly. People warm up to him really fast. Jared's not afraid of people. He he might act like he's afraid of people, but he's not. Troy, except for Mayor. Mayor's I was legitimately boy. scared of him. So Mayor's the only one. So, but so, listen to this. Listen to this. I didn't tell. This is just. I'm not trying to like, like I'm not trying to like create some legend about myself. I'm just telling y'all what happened. Like I only told like four people I was leaving. Like yeah, you did. literally you did four people. You did. I mean, you had to because it was so incredibly like it was just hard for me so to Jared, be like. Jared has a lot of friends, and like that's not like saying it in like a bragging way. Like Jared cares for a lot of people, and it was so for, hard for Jared to literally like up and just leave the state of Texas. Like I'm saying, like we're in Waco, and like if you don't know where Waco is, Waco, there's not like much in Waco other than Fixer Upper. Uh, Everyone knows what Fixer Upper yeah. is. Them Chip and, and their moms. Yeah, big time. Uh, but Waco <laughs> is Central Texas. The moms. <laughs> like, like, it's like, you throw a dart at Texas and like that thing, you hit bullseye, like you're hitting Waco. Like it's right in the middle. And, and like the cool thing about that is like you're 90 miles from Dallas. You're, you know, a little less than that to Fort Worth. You're 90 miles to Austin, which is where a lot of our friends uh, went to school. You're 90 miles from College Station, and like, like I said, like it's we're only almost like a little under three hours from Houston. So like, you're right there in the middle. And Jared, Jared's, you know, driving. Like he he's going to see his friends everywhere. And so for him to like up and just leave the state, and not only just leave the state, like you're going to California, you it know. Was and insane. so so for him to do that, just like up in the middle of the semester, and like it doesn't really leave you with like a lot of time. And like Jared doesn't want to create a lot of buzz of like. Telling people like yeah. two months out, like just saying it because you know it might not happen and like yeah. it sounds too ridiculous to happen. And then you're in that point like where like you're really gonna do this and then you don't wanna tell all these people because like you you have that's a lot of emotion telling all these people that you care about and like leaving Literally, for you know horrible. for a year and explaining why you're doing it. Like it takes a lot out of you and like it kinda you know, it, it it wears you out because you don't want to tell all these people like, Dude. hey, like why I'm leaving, where and, you're and, going. And so many people didn't understand like obviously you understood yeah but like so many people outside of the baseball world just didn't really understand didn't get it they thought i was like having a bad time at baylor or like struggling or like and like all this stuff but i was like no like i would i love to stay i love you guys i love this place like but i have to leave like i literally just have to leave and so i remember getting text messages from like my best friends while I'm in California playing Juco baseball. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, How ba how's Baylor, bro? And I'm just like, it's great. 
Like literally, my best friends, some of my best friends, I'll, I'll say this girl by name, but one of my best friends, Jenny Lillard, like I, one of my best friends, known her forever, I didn't tell her that I was leaving and she, she, she was on Find My Friends and she was like, after like like two weeks, she was like, what are you doing in California? And I was like, Jenny, like, I'm sorry. Like I transferred out here. Don't go to Baylor anymore. She was like, What? Like what? So I like when Jared was going through this whole thing. Like I was like Jared, like you gotta tell, like you gotta tell people, like at least like you gotta tell like your circle, man. Like you gotta tell your best friends. And Jared's like, dude. Well, Jared, Jared was probably like, yeah, I know, I know. Like I, I am, I am. And Jared just never did it. It was and, so hard. And, it was hard. And like there were like a select few, but I mean he's like when I, and I remember like Jenny, like because I would see Jenny here on campus like a little bit, you know. Every now and then, I remember her being like, does Jared really not go here anymore? <laughs> and I was like, and I remember being like, he didn't tell you? And like, I probably called Jared and be like, I was just like, what do you, like, what, who, who else haven't you told? Like, you're so many people. So, yeah. And Jared's not a bad friend. It's just Jared, like, it he, was, he oh. hates making people like sad and like, it's, it's really hard for him to like, to deal with it. So it like, it came from a good place. But at the same time, it, it, I just, it hit people differently. Every person I was talking to, they were just let down. They were just like, and they didn't get it. And so I was just like, all right, well, because everyone, just, everyone wants to see Jared. I'm just not going to tell anyone and just, I'm going to go and I'm going to live in California. And I met the best people and my best, the literally the best, most welcoming community. Like, are you kidding me? Like I literally went out there and like, not that I like, I like had like, it was crazy. Like, so Jared, Jared, when he was going through this process, like he had known that I went to junior college. Yeah. And so a lot of the, a lot of these conversations were like, you know, Tuck, like, like what was junior college, man? What was it? How was it? What'd you get from it? Like what? And, and basically like I told him, I was like, for personally for me, like I didn't play a lot in junior college. And when we talked about how great St. Jack was, like there are a lot of great people in front of me but it's one of those things where it's you know academics aren't what division one schools no, are and all I'd these schools are but, class. but it's one of those things where it's like if you go to junior college and i tell this to a lot of people not just jared but like it's what you make of it literally and and it and, it, and it's kind of a scary place because it's like you can go there and you can make the most of it and you can get you can put yourself somewhere better than you were before when you got there or if you take it lightly and you like you really don't you know you know, you're not encouraged, you're not motivated to do anything. Like when you get to junior college, like you can come out of it, like in a, in a place that like you really like are upset with, like you just, you're, you're not as good as you were when you got there. Absolutely. And that's the scary thing about junior college. And so I told him that I was like, listen, like you're going to, you're going to come away with some of the most unreal stories. You're going to meet some of those unreal people, (laughs) but you're going to play good baseball. And, and if you take care of your business and like you take the, like you, you really, really do, take it seriously and like you work on like your craft you're you're going to be happy with where you end up and so jared and like we're getting into like dude we've already been we're over an hour and so so we're going to kind of speed it up we, we could talk about this all day could but talk about it forever gosh so a former teammate of mine in high school he was a senior when i was a freshman but he's the ops is he still the ops guy with hbu farney Oh yeah! So no, Far- no, 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 no! He left the semester. I was so sad. So, so Ryan Farney, one of the best guys, awesome guy, great teammate, great college player. He played at Sam Houston State, um, and and after Sam Houston, he ended up at HBU as like an ops guy. 
Houston Baptist University. Houston Baptist. People get it mixed up with Hawaii Baptist, Hawaii Booty, and all that stuff. It's <laughs> so, Houston Baptist. So, so Farney, who's who's you know coaching for for Houston Baptist, calls me, and he's just like, "Hey, man, like, tell me about Birch." And so Farney was a Westview guy. Like, yeah. he grew up playing Westview. I played with Luke. Travis. So, so he's a Westview guy. So that just from there on, like, he he had known who Jared was, and he called me because he had known Jared went to Baylor. Played there for a little bit, uh, probably did some more research and saw like that we were actually pals and and just asked me like, hey, like tell me about this Birch guy and and like I mean I had only honestly like seen Jared play like that fall with Baylor and like it wasn't the most impressive thing, but like you could see that like there was so much in that tank. You could tell like when he went out there, he's like, man, like you haven't played against competition in a while, never, but you can like. Yeah. Like, I literally remember Jared being like, dude, like, I haven't seen 92 in, like, four years. I remember getting in the box the first time, the ball was invisible. And I was like, oh, God. So, so like, that, that's, like, what I was going off of. But, like, I could see, like, there's potential. Like, the kid's an athletic guy. Like, the kid can dunk through, like, between the legs dunk. He's showing me, like, a dunk highlight. I'm just like, who is this kid at the time? It's, like, the first week I met him. But... I'm telling Farney, like, hey, like, this kid, like, this kid really, he has something, like, he's a big kid, he's athletic, like, the kid, and, and, and just away from talent, like, you want him in your locker room, because I talked about it, like, you want this guy in your locker room, and so, you know, long story short, like. Did you like, tell me all this? Did you huh? tell me any of this? I didn't think I know that. I don't know, I have no idea, I just remember having this phone call with Farney, and, like, next thing I know, Jared, you know takes his spot at, at Houston Baptist and, and like that we're in the present now and, and Jared's playing at Houston Baptist and so, okay are you gonna tell me can we can we talk about my signing yeah was, so in, I wasn't there in so 40 Jared, seconds you gotta, yeah you gotta tell so yeah. basically Tucker Cascadon asked me pretty much every single day where I was gonna go and another weird thing I don't know why but I didn't tell anyone where I was gonna sign to shocker shocker because it was just I don't know. I want to make the decision for me, you know, like we had schools. Does like, Jenny know you're back in Houston? I have no idea. Jenny <laughs> probably still thinks I go to Palomar. <laughs> or she, I don't even know. You're signing. But Signing. Signing. So I don't tell anyone, obviously. And um, people like don't even know if I'm talking to schools. People don't even know like if I'm going into the military next year. Like people literally <laughs> don't know. Like they'll ask me at practice pretty much every single day. They're like, coming back next year? Are you gonna sign somewhere? Where are you going next year? And I'd just be like, um, I don't know. Like it'll come out on a music video. <laughs> and so I shot a music video that it was my, it was my, be so, careful with how far you get into this. So basically, basically, I shoot a music video because so I don't tell anyone where I'm going to go because I'm going to shoot a music video. And then I figure out that the music video is very incriminating. And there's and so it's just kind of like a for your eyes only music video. And so Tucker is like, where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? And like all this stuff all the time. Jared's calling me like, hey, dude, like you, you see all these like football players nowadays, like making these like unreal like commitment videos like paintballing and like skydiving and stuff like jared is like hey like what can i do like 
I remember like giving this guy ideas like not thinking like Jared's gonna push out like one of these ideas like I'm thinking like shoot shoot like a commit video like at a concert like Jared's always going to these concerts you know and like but yeah no go on go on with it with whatever video you made and so I shot this incredible video uh, at one point one point I was submerged in M&Ms. We bought like a thousand M&Ms, submerged myself in a bathtub. It was, it will come out eventually, probably when I graduate from college, so I can't get kicked out of yeah, college. Compliance, compliance rules. Compliance stuff, you know. We don't even know if this is legal. Don't know if it's legal. So I shoot this amazing video. It takes me like two and a half months. And then I just, I posted an Instagram. I don't have social media, but I posted. For how out of the world, like out of the box, like character like jaredage like he does not partake i don't other than tiktok other than tiktok i don't have social media and so i do people were dying because i would get there was points where i would get calls right when i was about to committing like are you coming back where are you going all this stuff like like what's up I, I didn't even tell my parents where i was going to sign to like my parents literally didn't even know they were so patient and so i remember i'm just like i'm gonna screw with tucker cascada and so i post a picture on my instagram the day I signed and I'm just like, how are you feeling at Tucker Cascadon or something like that? <laughs> because I just wanted to screw up with him. I already knew where I was going to go. And so basically one thing led to another. Houston Baptist was the, was the best fit for me. Loved to come back home. Wanted to play in Houston. It was great. But I didn't tell anyone until like probably a month, probably, probably six weeks after I signed and committed. And then I, instead of coming out with the music video, I posted something on Instagram and that's how you found out. We won't get now too far into like the, the, your, you know, college right now, but Jared's at Houston Baptist. He's playing, or he was playing baseball. We'll get into the whole world thing was. right now, but Jared was, Jared played, you know, outfield and, and he even got into the, into pitching and he's still pursuing pitching and, and random, very random, but I, you're pretty excited about it. You, I'm super excited. Jared's very motivated to do it. Like I said, like he's got his mind on this thing, this pitching thing. And he's gonna take it as far as it can go. I'll tell you that. So, I guess we're caught up with your life right now. That's my life. Um, I don't need to talk anymore. So that's that's me. So I pick up you? from where. You, yeah, we'll you've pick. got a lot to not, go. Not as much as Jared. I don't think. Well, yours is more structured. Mine's more like. Yeah. So, so I can buzz through it a little bit faster than Jared. I. So whenever I got done playing at Baylor, so I've always been into, and like I said, Jared was a creative guy. And I think that's part of like why we click a little bit. That's, because, that's literally why we click. And so, I like literally changed my major for you. <laughs> Jared was a film major at Baylor because I told him I was pursuing film. And he just thought it was so cool. So he was like, so sick. He like came, he came to like locker room next week. He's like, hey, Tuck, I'm a film major now. <laughs> what, what classes should I take? <laughs> Oh, that actually happened. That so, happened. So, so I, I at some point in college got hooked onto this uh, digital media, like photography, videography gig, and I bought my first camera freshman year of college at West Virginia, and you know, kind of took it with me wherever I could. And uh, then I got to San Jack, and you know, when I I didn't play much, and if anybody knows junior college, like there's you know short short staff when it comes to like a whole athletic program so there's no there's really no compliance there's no marketing there's no ticket sales there's none of that so you know social team there's no the coaches run social if anything so i just brought my camera out to games i didn't i wasn't playing so i just brought my camera so out funny. and just recorded stuff and just put music over so it great. like nothing like nothing crazy nothing like like it was just music and and footage and like looking back at it now it's like oh god like could have done this way better but it was just it was something it was more than what we had 
And it just kind of got it. It got like my, my creative mind going. So when I committed to Baylor, I there was a film program there, and and I was like, shoot, like do it, just do it, you know. Like I, I think I was like in kinesiology before I I switched With majors. One point four GPA. Nah, man, come on, Dude, don't shoot me, Dad, like that. I was humble brag. I made. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about JUCO. Yeah, JUCO. For a guy for his freshman year, junior year, and senior year at Division One universities, I made all academic honor roll. At junior college, I was far from academic honor same roll. With, I, yeah, same with me. So it's all A. It's different. It's all baseball, it's baby. It's all baseball. All baseball, no class. All baseball. Uh, so I pursued the film major, and I, I graduated from Baylor with a film, uh, film degree, film and digital media. After I was done playing, I still had like a semester left. And so I pursued Coach Rod, shout out Coach Rod. Uh, and I was like, hey man, like our social media, like for a big 12 school, for a team that just won the big 12 championship, like we've got to step up like a social game. And like in this day and age, like podcast, social media, Instagram, TikTok, like everything is buzzing right now. And so I was like, hey, like I still have to graduate. I don't want to take as much class. Give me like a, like a, a work study and I can get some hours out of this. So I. I literally just I did video and I did photo and and I helped run social and pushed out some content for the team and not only for social but just for the guys because we yeah it was a, sick as a player like you want pictures like you oh, want because yeah. a lot of I mean maybe not Jerry doesn't really run an IG but like he can attest to like his friends like a lot of people want to flex on Instagram like, yeah you know whether it's for friends or for girls or whatever like they want to the show for the clout it's clout chasing man and so. They want to show people that they're playing and, and, you know, they're part of something cool. And and so I, I totally mesh with those guys and I know how to feel. So, like, that's why I wanted to be there um, other than, you know, graduating. And so from from working on, you know, I was still part of the team but not playing. And then from one, and I'm going to, you know, shout out a couple people here, but Matt Lang, he's the creative director at Texas, Texas Football. I honestly hit him up on Instagram about a, a sneak question. And if the, those who don't know me, those who know me know like know very well that I'm a sneakerhead. That's it's bad. And like <laughs> eh, I shouldn't be spending money on shoes, but he, he posted something about shoes and I asked him a question about it and, and uh he hit me up right back and, and I guess he gave my pro my, my profile a, a look and For the clout. For the clout. You and, know? Uh, and he he shot me an invite out to a football game uh, to so shoot, sick. and so I went out to Texas and and shot a football game, and that was my first and only football game to this day. And <laughs> I just remember after the football game, going into his office and just kind of hanging around. Everybody was just kind of like ingesting their cards from what they took, and Matt just kind of was like, "Hey man, like what's what's the, what's the plan, man? Like what's the deal? Like tell me about yourself. Like what do you want to do?" And I honestly didn't have much of a clue of like what I wanted to do. I just knew that you know this was this was three months into like actually pursuing like you know uh, like social content like stuff like that create the creative yeah. world and. I told him like I'm from Houston, like I've played baseball my whole life, and like he was like, "Well, dude, like I'm boys with CDG Chris David Garcia from uh, uh from the Astros. He's a creative director there." And and I was like, "Dude, like I would love that. I would love." It. And so you know, fast forward, I got a uh, I got a lunch with uh, you know CDG and and my current boss right now, Alex Beerns Dahan, and got a lunch. And I think it was more or less just to see like what kind of person I was. Cause like, that's a lot of it is like who you are as a person, what kind of worker you are, like how you can gel with the team. Like that's honestly more than like what your talent is. And so I think the lunch went pretty well. 
I ended up being the intern for uh, intern photographer for so the Houston sick. for the Houston Astros last year. It was honestly incredible, and I, I worked next to Alex, who's one of the best in the game, uh, if not the best, and Cato Cataldo, who's our other photographer. And if Alex not the best, Cato's the best. Like it's unreal, like how good those guys are, and like not a lot of people can say that they like worked under those guys and learned from those guys. And I'm still working under those guys, which is awesome. I got to shoot a World Series so my, as an intern, my first year of, of working with the big league team. Uh, I would be at which, the games. Which was incredible. Like just being you know, on field for that. The visuals, man, like the stories, like being down there, like down the road, like it's going to be awesome to tell. Like we didn't win it, but at the same time, man, like I witnessed it and like it's something that you can take away and that you'll think about for a long time and it seamlessly seamlessly ran into a a full-time opportunity and I took it and so like I I'm currently employed by the Houston Astros and I'm I'm you know assistant to the director of photography who's Alex who I've talked about and that's the current like that's me right now that's what I've been doing and that's sick we've skipped over a lot of stuff of all both of our lives yeah well yeah which which we'll touch like here and there with with interviews and all but we just wanted to like kind of run that down for for whoever's going to listen to this so uh what the reason like we wanted to talk about our story and like what we do and 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 where we want to go you know is like that's there's a lot of interesting people in this world. So, so where do you, where, where's your, where do you, where are you going right now? Um, man, where a lot do you of people want to ask go? me that. Like, it's, it's kind of up in the air right now because, I mean, like I said, like this is, I've been fully employed. This is my first fully full time job in my in my life, right. um, which I started in December, and like we're in, and we're <laughs> in March right now. So, um, you know, I would love to be. A director for I would love to take over for Alex one day if that's if that's the case or if that comes with another team or if something else creative comes down down the line or if there's something like you know if I have to step away from creative and there's something in baseball ops like who knows like I, yeah. I feel like I'm well-rounded I feel like I'm I'm capable of doing a lot of other things outside creative but like I'm I'm trying to do I'm trying to do what Jerry Birch does right now is like stay like stand where stand where my feet are right now and and make the most of that and not think you know, too far down the road where it stresses you out, you know, yeah. and like I do that sometimes, but it. you know, for me it's, it's, you know, making the most of what you have right now, you know, you work hard with what you're doing now and it, and it helps set up, you know, what the future is for you. Just make relationships, learn the game, learn, learn how the, the, the organization works and see what doors that opens for me. I mean, for you, it's a little bit different for you because you're, you still have eligibility left for college ball. I, well, the coronavirus screwed everything up, obviously. Well, before before we talk about the big C. And I'm a twenty-two-year-old sophomore. You're gonna be an old guy. You Jared talk talks about so being much, old. Jared talks so much crap about me being old that he might be older than what I was. I'm gonna be married, have a kid, and be going <laughs> to psych one oh one or something like that. So but like I said, Jared's pursuing that pitching thing, and, and he's still hitting. I'm still hitting. I'm a but, hitter. But we'll, we'll see. You know, you've got, like you said, he's got years of eligibility left. And, Jared, I mean, professional baseball is like something. I. So you went from, you know, just trying to make a team in college, getting to college. <laughs> like, dude, now you're on a college team. Like, what? Dude. What is, like, do you, has it turned into, like, all right, like, I'm here now. Like, I've got to figure out some other stuff. But, like, if professional ball is, like, a chance, like, if there's that in front of you, like, do you want that? I mean, I mean, here's the thing when it comes to like my life. Um, one, I feel like that God has been very good to me and that he's pretty much guided the entire way. And that, so I've got faith that whatever he wants is going to happen. And I'm fine with that, whether it's going to be 
being a monarch butterfly trainer or a football coach <laughs> or a painter, whatever it's going to be, I've got my faith that that's what he wants for me. And if, and I've got my faith in that, but two, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm not, I don't want to play professional baseball, right. but I mean, I know the odds I'm not Dominican, but you know, if my body is healthy and I feel good and I don't get up out of bed and go, Oh, like my labrum, like, ah, then, you know, I'm going to probably keep playing until, until I get out of bed and I'm like, Ooh, Jerry, he's, you're going to make the most find of it. A wife. You're going to, you're going to make the most of it as for as long as you can. And if not, Jared's very capable of, of doing something else. I can tell you that. I also want to be a rapper still. And I've only got my twenties to be that, you know? There's some rappers that are up there too, like you. Yeah, like Jay Z's like sixty. Jay Z, I don't know. Jared would know how old he is. Jared's nah, probably hung 50s, out with Jay Z, and 50s. I have no idea. But I know we're we're we've we've covered some ground. I think we're like like an hour and a half already. But let's talk about it real quick. Like we said, like this is inside the loop. Where this podcast inside the loop <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> we. uh we brainstormed this up and you know, I went to Jared and I was like, Hey man, like I've got this idea of a podcast. Like you're my, you're my right hand man for this. Like, <laughs> I if can't this, believe I feel so honored that I'm if, here. If this is going to happen, like Jared, like you've got to be next to me because you know, like Jared can talk, like he's got stories, like he can go and go and go. And I just had this idea of like, let's interview people, like people that have had awesome stories, different stories, the coolest stories, cool stories. Like they are, they're doing great things right now. They've done great things already, but they've just got a super bright future and like they're they're going on to do even better things. Literally. Uh, and so like like I you know, I'm gonna shout out a few people. I'm not gonna shout out everybody yet because like we're we're still getting used to all this, but I grew up with a guy and I live with a guy in college named Thomas Chorba, who's, you know, an up and coming artist who's you know, he's already played a set a set at ACL. He's a reoccurring guest. Is he a at, rapper? He's not a rapper. Um, Young Tom, we'll have to have Thomas, you know, confirm what his genre is. But you know, his idol is Towns Van Zant. I do know that. Who's I believe a Houston guy. Sick. And and Thomas, I mean, he's talented. He he writes his own lyrics, and uh, he's he's got away with it, man. And you can tell how how motivated he is to to do this. He loves this so much. And so Thomas, you know, he's going to be on here at some point. We'll we'll get out to him. And, and get this going another another roommate of mine and like I said, we, we don't want to just do sports we're sports heavy guys but we want to bring out yeah everything we want to do everything, everything. Man. so thomas is a musician uh i want to interview um we want to interview a guy named chris warnett um jared's been around him a little bit as well my favorite unreal person unreal character like we want characters on here man we want personality and chris is short like nothing short of personality i'll probably come out of that podcast with a tattoo or something maybe. like that maybe chris just got a recent hair chris recently he might just have to be the first one we get on here man he he recently got a tattoo and like we'll we'll, we'll have to that's a story in its own but uh chris is you know chris got an interesting story and and he works in the coffee business now uh, which is a, so dope at a local coffee shop in waco pinewood shout out pinewood and and chris is just like submerged himself in this world that like he and he's taking it like he's he's like he's running with it man he loves it and so um he's he's gone out of the country to 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 i don't know like guatemala to costa rica countries like that and literally has like slept in the mountains to like learn about coffee and like to like really it's so absurd cool. like who does that it's so cool chris, chris does it and so uh and then next like one more guy that i'm gonna shout out is jimmy landis and and jared's met jimmy before but jimmy's got a uh, a cool story he's a football player he played at baylor in the bras era 
Um, played play with RG three. Play with RG three. He's got a story but about Jimmy's, RG3. He's Jimmy's got a story about RG. He's got a story about RG three. We'll, we'll make him say it. Had a short stint in the NFL, and 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 now he's pursuing other things. So we want to mi- we wish want to mix it up, man. Like we really want to just show like this world. Like there are different so many different types of people out there but that have so so many good stories and that that you'll probably see their name at some point in this lifetime like they, they're incredible people but they they have incredible stories i mean i don't know how else to, how else to put it there's dope people everywhere man and this is this is how i put it this is this is the what the 20 year old pitcher hitter rapper thinks this is gonna be so sick being with people that are like established and cool and like how they did it and i can learn a lot like from from guys like tucker chris jimmy and and thomas like and whoever else comes on the podcast like these are like people that i really look up to and it's like basically for me i get to be around it's just like a hangout sesh that we record and yeah we wanted to be comfortable i wanted to just literally just hang out shoot it with the guys like or or the ladies whoever we get on like it doesn't matter like we just want people that we can just hang out with you know bring bring a drink up here bring a coffee up here let's let's get into it let's like talk about where just like we did like we just where, where'd you start man and like where are you going yeah literally and that's it like it's kind of like like the podcast is the podcast could just gonna be like if we were hanging out with them yeah. you know what i mean literally. like I, I i love asking people questions and i'll drill people with literally the most random questions but like i just like to hear what people think especially cool people that that are doing cool stuff like for me it's just gonna be hangout sesh that's sick and recorded yeah. and it's a learning curve for us Absolutely. like i said it's our first one man like, yeah first one can't uh, believe it i think it's been going great i mean like i'm still learning how to edit like like i'm gonna be the one editing these and like splicing these up and and so who knows when this one will drop what we're, we're we've made an instagram we're waiting for the uh you know our art or the the graphic our inside that's the sick. loop podcast yeah. graphic Yeet. artwork to come up shout out tyler grow graphic designer for the Houston Astros who's putting it together. I'll have to get an update on that. How's it going? Because, you know, we don't want to post anything without a, a, a you know, an IG profile picture. Are we going to post this one without it? No, no, no. We'll, I think we'll get it before this, by the time this is all edited. So we're trying to make this official. Like like we said, we're having fun. It's but, fun, but official. But it's going to be official. Fun. But, you know, we don't want to, like, like I said, we're this not taking This is no push. Yeah. No, no, no. This is it, man. Like, I've, I literally, like, these last few weeks is like, how do I get a podcast on Spotify? Like, how do I Edit. We're going for it. How do I sure. splice up audio on on Adobe Audition? Like I'm trying to learn as we go, man. So I hope this isn't. I hope this goes well. I hope it sounds great. Uh, I hope my mic was on. Yeah, I hope. I hope so. I, it uh, sounds great from right here. Hope the camera's on. I, yeah, we, who the camera might have died by now. I don't even but, know. Uh, I mean, other than that, man. You know, we probably missed a few things here, but I mean, we've been rolling and we'll, we'll get to it with other interviews and other podcasts down the yeah, road. Well, through our other interviews, like we'll tell more stories about us, like talk more about life and stuff in general. But I mean, we're just going to, I was just kind of rolling. Honestly, I yeah. was just going with I know, it. I'm going to have to mediate a little bit. I'm not like, I, oh, I've got to slow you down a little I, bit. I still thought of, even when we were, even when I was trying to slow down, I thought, thought of three things that i need to talk about i need to talk about missing my final in juco mm-hmm. failing a class in juco and just juco and tattoos that's all that's what i need tattoos. to talk. i'm not going to talk wow. about it but yeah we've got a lot to go over but you know we'll save some for for down the road Absolutely. We, we still don't know who we're going to interview next who the first guy's going to be but we'll let you know follow us on instagram we'll probably start giving Let's out follow soon to our friends and stuff to help, of course. To help spread the word but I'm pretty Spread sure. Spread the word, man. I'm pretty sure we are 
Inside the Loop Podcast on Instagram. I'm just gonna double check. Yeah, Inside the Loop Podcast on on Instagram. No caps, um, no spaces. There's no no caps, no spaces. We have zero posts, zero followers, and zero following, and no profile picture. So <laughs> we're rolling. We don't look official right now. We're but, rolling. But it's gonna be. We're gonna lift this up pretty soon, man. So, I agree. Uh, I mean, that's it for me. I don't know if you got any. That's final all I words. got. I'm Jared Birch. In case uh, you messed that up, I'm the guy with the mullet. That's Tucker. I'm Tuck. I've got a stash. We both have stashes. We both have muzzies. Which is, I don't know if you can see that on the camera, but I've got a big old, um, big old stash. Yeah, we and a mullet. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know if we're looking the part, but I think I think we're gonna be fine. I don't know if I'm looking the part. I don't know what the attire is. Anyways. We love you guys. Wow. Hope, love you guys. Thanks we, for watching, hope, man. Hope, if you made uh, it through, thanks for watching. Let us That's know. That's sick. I don't know how, if we you give us subscriptions or not, but, but just I don't know how give us works. a listen. Share it with people. Share it with friends. Other than that, we're out. Yeah, awesome. Inside the loop. I guess. Sunflower seeds for the answers to the questions she's asking of me. What you doing later on? I got nowhere to be. No, no, no.